Blog Talk Radio. of the Belief Belief Corner right here on YSR Radio. I'm your host, 
Ebony Archer. And if you are just now tuning in, that was my song, Gotta Believe in Me, which is now available on iTunes, um, Amazon, uh, Google Play, everywhere that you can buy music online. Make sure you go, you know, get that single. Um, please support. It's another fundraiser for our uh, youth tour this summer, which is the God Believe in Me Empowerment Tour. We are heading um, to 10 cities this year, um, reaching and impacting the youth in the fields of entrepreneurship, leadership, um, entertainment, music, and just want to um, let the youth know that, that they could achieve anything if they just believe. So basically, you need to follow us. You need to make sure that you like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash you speak out TV show. Again, it's www.facebook.com slash you speak out TV show. Follow us on Twitter at you speaks out. Also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ebony Archer 2 at Twitter at at Ebony Archer 2 on my YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash Ebony Archer. Also, you can check out my music at soundcloud.com slash Ebony Archer. And you can also visit the website. Um, the first one is www.youspeakout.net. Again, it's www.youspeakout.net. Or you can visit my personal website at www.ebony-archer.com. Again, that's www.ebony-archer.com. Dot com if you want to find out more information about what's coming up, about what we got going on. We just have so much stuff in store uh, for you guys, not just for this year, but for 2016. So you definitely want to make sure you tune to the show, follow us on all our social media networks so you can stay in tune and learn how you can get involved in what we are about to launch and about to um, show you guys. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited about our second year anniversary, we've been um, rocking with you guys for two years. And so I just once again want to thank you, the listeners, for supporting us. And you are the reason why we are here and that we are still steadily um, continuing to grow. And so I just want to thank you for supporting us for over the last two years. We're definitely growing and expanding. And also, we will have a new season of You Speak Out TV show um, coming out this spring, so definitely look out for that. And also look out for our online TV network that's about to launch in April. It's definitely something exciting. Um, it's definitely something that you want to check out. Uh, we're promoting positive entertainment, positive quality TV shows online. And so this is something that you definitely want to check out. So make sure you visit our website once again at www.youspeakout.net. Uh, once again, www.youspeakout.net or my website at www.youspeakout.net ebony-archer.com to make sure that you're keeping up on everything that we're doing. But I'm also excited, very excited about our guest. Um, She goes by the name of Felicia Meadows. And you know what? I met Felicia actually. We we actually did a, a co-office together on a book called Congratulations, You Just Lost Your Job. And so huh, I know if you're listening right now, you might be laughing at that title. But after you read this book, um, we're going to talk about a little bit more we bring her on. After you read this book, then you understand uh, how important entrepreneurship and why, if you want to become an entrepreneur, why you shouldn't be afraid to leave your job to pursue your vision. And so I'm just excited for Felicia to be on our show. Um, she's a, a powering and motivated speaker. She's an author. She's a coach. She's a role model. She loves um, helping our youth. And so she's definitely somebody that you will want to listen to and hear what she got going on. But before we bring her on, 
We're going to take another quick music break. And remember, you are tuning to the Believe Corner right here on Wildstone Radio. Don't go any, you don't go anywhere. You will be right back. Like every other girl, I used to have big dreams. But then I got introduced to some other things. And suddenly the church girl, I was originally. And you see the wrong things can call your name. I chose to answer when the spirit said, walk away. Now I live with circumstances that I can't erase. I just wish I could go back now to yesterday.
Welcome back, welcome back. And that was Tasha Page with her song, new song, Different. And you are now tuning in to the Believe Corner Radio Show right here on YSO Radio. And once again, if you're just now tuning in, we have a very special guest that I would like to bring to you. Once again, she's just a phenomenal person. Um, Love her spirit. She is a speaker. She's an author. She's a coach. Um, She also works with the youth. I mean, she just somebody that you should know. Um, and you don't know her, then you should know her. And so I'm just so excited. I'm about to bring her up right now. Felicia, Felicia, are you on the line? I am. I am. Good evening, Ebony. Good evening, everyone listening. How are you this afternoon, Ebony? I'm doing great. And how are you? I'm great. Trying to get over this pretend snow they said we were going to have. <laughs> <laughs> pretend so, right? I wish um, yeah, Chicago was pretend. I'm sure. I'm sure. Great, great. Well, Felicia, if you don't mind, uh, go ahead and take the mic. Tell the listeners about who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Okay, so um, you gave this a little snippet uh, for the people listening. So I am, uh, right now I'm a school counselor. I've been in the field of education for, I was talking about this, sharing this thing yesterday. I can't believe I've been in education for almost 20 years. Um, before I was in education, uh, I'm in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, so everyone went into the federal government I, for uh, nine years, and only because I had to have a paycheck. And that wasn't my passion, and that was not my purpose. My purpose was young people in education. So in 1996, I quit my full-time good government job and went back to school to finish my degree undergrad in psych, and my master's in school counseling. So um, once I did that, um, working in, working in my passion, love what I do every day, like I've been doing that for almost 20 years, which is crazy. And in 2013, you know, about 2010, 2011, because I'm a school counselor, not a teacher, it's funny because in education people always think, you know, if you work in education, you'll always have a job. But that's not the case. So we're we're the first school counselors. Counselors are always on the chopping block. We're the first people on the chopping block when their budget cuts. We're the first people to go. They don't really value what we do, even though our babies need us in the schools, not just to you know do schedules and do parent-teacher conferences, but with everything that's going on, they need that support. So in 2010, um, you know, there was one of the first times that it was real that my job was going to be on the chopping block. But, I mean, I love what I do, so I was kind of like, well, what do I do? Because really the only thing I can do with my degree is be a school counselor. So I kind of played around a little bit with, well, what else can I do? Because I love working with young people. That's that's what I do, love young people. So one of my friends uh, encouraged me to go into coaching. He said, well, you're great at what you do, and, you you know, you coach adults. Why don't you do coaching? I said, okay, well, you know, I'll try that. So I tried the coaching thing, took some coaching classes, wasn't really feeling it. (laughs) So then in 2013, I said, hey, what I need to do is is tweak this coaching thing and look at it and use my counseling experience and my coaching knowledge to start coaching youth. And what I found the where the need was for young people, many of their many needs, but one of the, the biggest needs. I see because our ratio, most ratios, if schools even have counselors, most of the ratios are like one counselor to about 300 to 450 students. So you really don't get that one-on-one. 
And a lot of these babies are getting to high school, and in high school you really don't see your counselor pretty much until like your 11th or 12th grade year, and then they're pushing you off into adulthood. And what I found was that there's a lack of career planning and finding out what these babies really like because we're losing a lot of kids, at not just the middle school level, but the high school level because we're not tapping to their interests. So what I decided to do was hone my coaching skills and my counseling skills and start my business will find their passion and purpose. And that's what I've been doing since, in addition, I still work full-time, but that's what I've been doing since 2013. Well, I love it. I love it. I love your um, passion for the youth. Um you know, a lot of youth now, they do a lot of things. You know, they got uh, bullying, violence, um, self-esteem issues, um, especially with the public schools. I know here from Chicago, they closed down 50 public schools last year. And so the students are really not getting that um, education that you need. And for you to be in the education um, education era, um, how do you feel? Do you feel like pub? do you feel like – education nowadays is not being valued like it was maybe like 15 years ago because I just feel like, you know, especially when it comes to the public school, you know, education is just like the second concern. It's not the first concern anymore. Do you feel like, you know, nowadays it's just whatever, you know, people don't value the education, especially for our youth? Well, and that's interesting. Well, what I, um, and I had this dialogue about this a lot with people, um, I feel nationwide, we as a nation do not value education. And I come from, my mom was an educator. She retired from the same county that I work for now, and I grew up around educators. And when I was coming up, um, educator education was valued, and educators were really on the same level as doctors and lawyers. It was It was a prestigious occupation. You know, you were up, you were respected, you were revered, you know, to be a teacher. You know, now it's to the point where it seems like education is a joke. And there are so many people who have nothing to do with education that have their hands in the education pot, and it's become a mess. You know, even, you know, same with, you know, in Chicago, and one of my, my good friends who encouraged me to become a coach, he's now in Chicago working on his doctorate, and he's done some things in the schools too, and he was sharing just the plight of education just across the nation is is sad. You know, it's really sad that I think because education has become so tainted, no one really knows what to do with it, so it kind of gets pushed on the back burner. But there's also a major disconnect between kindergarten through 12th grade education and college. You know, it's this college career ready, college career ready. You know, be you have to go to college, go to college. But your K-12 through education experience is a hot mess. So it's a major disconnect, and we have to figure out how to make that connection, how to make education relevant. There are a lot of suggestions that I have, but like I said, who listens to me? But, you know, there are a lot of things that need to happen. We really also need to make sure that kids are connected to what they're learning in the classroom. You know, if I'm sitting, going to the days where teachers sit in front of the classroom and they're lecturing for 90 minutes and you sit and take notes, Kids don't learn like that. I mean, really, growing up, I'm not sure if you can relate to this, Ebony, too, but I, you know, I'm a, just a tad bit older than you. That really didn't work for us either. But we were a different generation, and we kind of adapted to how we were taught. But we need to do better. We just need to do better as a nation because other other countries are leaving us behind. And that's funny that you said because um, and the reason why I get in this topic because I know a lot of parents are listening, and we get into this debate all the time with the teachers, the role 
parents and the teachers. Um, a yes. lot of times they feel like, you know, you have teachers that does their job, but then you just have teachers that don't care. They just want to go to school, pass them, fail them, whatever, so they could get their paycheck. Do you think that has um effect that teachers just gave up or just don't care? Or you just feel like parents need to be more involved with their uh, with their kids when it comes to that, you know, to the schoolwork and everything? Now, that's a great question because, you know, I kind of, um, not to laugh, but I have to chuckle on the inside because no one goes into education for the money. Believe me, no one goes into education because you'll get rich being an educator. So it's not, let me say, it's not the money, but it is, for some teachers, burnout. They're burnout. Um, if you, I know in my county, the county I work for, Excuse me, I'm sorry. We, um, since I've been in the county, I've been in this county um, for yeah, 13, 14, 13 years. We've had at least three different, we've had, I'm sorry, five different superintendents and three different um, sets of curriculum that the teachers had to learn, implement, and follow in addition to teaching kids to the test, making sure we're testing the kids to death, trying to learn what's going on in the classroom, manage behaviors, it's not old-school teaching. That's not what's going on in 2015 in this century. That's not what's happening. So, yes, there are some teachers who are burnout, and yes, there are some teachers who come in every day because this is their job, that's what they have to do, and they've just lost the passion for it. But from the parental standpoint, parental engagement and involvement is almost zero. It really is. It's no more, you know, mm. a lot, you know, people say, well, you know, go to the PTA meetings and talk to the parents. I can tell you the number of parents on one hand that show up to PTA meetings where, where I am. And parental involvement mm. seems to be major across the nation. And let me say this too, I do not fault parents 100%. I can't. Because when we look at um, just how things have changed, how times have changed, we're looking at single-parent households, we're looking at Parent, you know, families who have multiple families, you know, most generational families in the house working two and three jobs. They don't have time to come to school. They just don't have the time, you know. And even and I had I have this conversation frequently. Even the ones who might have time to come to school, I found that a lot of them have had such a horrible educational experience. They don't even want to step foot into a, a school because you're looking at a bunch of people with degrees, you know, quote-unquote degrees, who are educated, telling you about your child. And normally when you come to school, it's nothing positive. They're coming to tell you something negative. So they don't even want to come to the school. They don't want to answer, the, the, you know, the phone when the teacher calls. They're trying to shy away from it. So they're not involved. So you have those who can't be involved and those who don't want to be involved. And then you combine that with burnout teachers, that's the educational system that we have now. Mm. This is interesting. If you're just now tuning in, we're talking to um, Ms. Felicia Meadows, and, you know, she's a speaker, she's an author, she's a coach, and, you know, she's been in the education system for many years, and she's bringing up some good points. And the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about this topic tonight, because we got a lot of parents, we got a lot of teachers, we got a lot of communities just, you know, scratching their heads because they don't know what to do, like you said. And it's interesting. Because a lot of parents, such as you got single mothers, you got single fathers. It's not two parents in the household anymore. So now, right. you know, one of the parents has to work 15 jobs, right, just so they can right. make ends meet. So right. they're not here to make sure their kids are doing their homework and making sure they're passing their classes, not because they don't care, because they don't don't have the time. 
And so this right. is a parent. I think, I think one of the suggestions I say we need more activities in the community. Maybe we should have more programs, or maybe we should have more people in the community to be that kind of quote unquote parent when the parent can be at home. And so with you, what I like about you is that you said, well, I'm, I started a coaching business, right? So I can help the youth. So can you tell us more right. about your coaching business, how you, you know, the different services or the things that you do with the youth, just in case any parents are interested in contacting you? So what um, I do um, specifically is I help um, young people, I empower them to find their passion and purpose and then help them create a plan for whatever their dreams are. Because what we find, what I found um, over the years, and, and I was just thinking back a few years ago, no, several years ago, I was having a conf- conversation with one of my colleagues, and we were talking about how young people don't dream anymore. You know, when we were young, you mm. you know, you would, you know, play grow up. You know, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a police officer. And, you know, those are just the basics. But, but young people don't dream. You know, and then the dreams that they have, a lot of times, to be honest, are unrealistic. You know, they only go by <laughs> what they see, you know, on TV. Because, you know, I, yeah. I joke with my boys all the time, my um, students, you know, when I ask them, and it's usually, I'll, I call them my frequent flyers. Those are the ones who are always in my office that I have to have the down and dirty conversations with. You know, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, and of course, I get the staple answers from my young men. They they want to either play in the NFL, NBA, or they want to be rappers. That's that's really the the bulk of what I get. So when I explain to them that at the middle school level, because I'm in middle school, I've been in middle school for 13 years, that um, in order to do that, whatever you need to do needs to start now. And then I give them the whole scenario of how we start from the NBA, if that's your thing, that's where we're starting, and what that means for you now. And when I give them that, they're looking at me like, during the headlights, like I can't believe that I have to do all this in order to to be successful. You know, they're not understanding that. So when I break it down for them, they get it. But a lot of kids don't have people to break that down. So I saw that disconnect where they don't understand that even if you want to be, I mean, that's fine. If you want to do NBA, that's phenomenal. But if you're not playing at the middle school level, if you're not playing middle school basketball because your grades are not a certain at a certain level, you don't qualify to play for high school. But if you don't play for high school, how are you going to get drafted? I mean, how are you going to college? And if you don't go to college, how are you going to get drafted to the NBA? <laughs> so when you break that down, they're like, oh, okay. You know, it's like they never think of that. So it's a major disconnect for young people between what they want to do and what it takes for them to do what they need to do. So that's where my coaching piece comes in, helping them identify um, three elements, three things that they can do now. And I don't mean now as in, you know, when I graduate from high school, this is what I want to do. But I work with 7th through 12th grade. (laughs) Excuse me, I'm sorry, 7th through 12th grade. So for them, it's mapping out a three-month plan to do whatever it is you need to do now to help you reach that long-term goal. Because young people really can't see any further than what's happening on Monday. <laughs> so it's like, you know, okay, well, I need you to do A, B, C, and D. You know, I, I need you to get your grades up because the quarter's ending in three weeks. And they haven't done any work for six weeks. And they say, oh, well, I should be able to get an A. Well, how's that work? You know, so they really have to understand. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. You know, it's like, well, I can pull it up. Do you realize you have like a 4%? <laughs> like, you can't get an A. So helping them see short-term goals that will align with their long-term plans that are realistic. 
not anything, you know, and I truly believe if people, you know, want to do what they want to do and they really stick to their goals and their plans, they can do it. But it has to involve some level of planning and implementation. Otherwise, it won't happen. So that's the bulk of what I do. I uh, also, what I've developed was a Dreams to Reality workshop based around that premise, helping young people to really identify what it is they're interested in so we can take those steps to create that plan. So that's what I've, what I've done now thus far. I love it. Uh, here's something around the head because I think this adults too. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. see, don't think three years ahead. This is for everybody. They only think about, okay, what are we doing now? Okay. Right. Well, today I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, but they don't think about, okay, what I do today, my decisions, my actions that I commit today is going to affect what's going to happen three years down the road. People don't think like right. that. They don't think long term. Right. We have a short term right. mind, a mindset. And so I think it's really great that you're helping the youth and young adults to figure like, no, no, no. What you do now today is going to affect your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you need to do this mm-hmm. to shape it up. And I just think that a lot of people don't communicate that with the youth. Um, sometimes they kind of justify the way the youth mm-hmm. thinks and you know, how they do things, but to have somebody like you to actually know, snap them back into reality, no, no, if you don't get your grades together, um, you're going right. to the NBA, we'll have some slim chances. And so I just love that. I just love that. I just, I mean, I just love anybody that's trying to empower IU. And on that note, we're going to take a quick music break. We still got so much more with Felicia. So make sure that you don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Please, please, please stay tuned. And remember, you are tuning in to the Belief Corner radio show. I'm driving in circles, should have bought that new phone. Can't find my the places I call home I'm on my own I'm at the station pumping gas Yeah, I'm taking out the trash I'm
Welcome back to the Belief Corner Radio Show, and that was Miss Fantasia with her song, Even Angels. And if you're just now tuning in, and we are speaking with our guest on this evening, Miss Felicia Meadows, and she was just talking about her coaching business and talking about um, education in the youth, in the state where it's now. And I know a lot of parents, um, I know you've been Facebook me <laughs> uh, in the chat, uh, asking so many questions. And so, uh, Felicia, I did want to ask you this one question. I want to ask, okay. um, just with your experience, um, when it comes to schoolwork and the education, what what can parents do to be more involved? Should they attend more PTA meetings? Should they meet with the teachers more? What do you think, as far as the role as the parents, should, should be seen? Like, what do you think the parents should do more of? I should say. Okay. Okay. So that's a great question. Um, so like I shared earlier, because of just um, the way things are now, it's, it's hard to get to, to come to the school. Um, the PTA, the role of PTA has really changed. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Um, it's really changed a lot. So what I, what this is what I always tell parents to do: reach out to the teacher. You know, and, and let me share this very quickly, too, so I can put it in perspective for parents. With children at the elementary level, most elementary teachers, you know, the, the babies are in the class all day with one teacher, some, some that may switch classes, you know, in the upper grades, but very that's very rare. So you have one classroom teacher to about, I'm going to say, 25 to 30 students. When you move from elementary to middle school, instead of having one teacher or maybe two teachers, other than like the little specials like B and art, you know, students go from having one or two teachers to having, on average, six different classes, six different teachers. So each of those teachers at the middle school level, instead of having 25 to 30 students, they have about, on average, about 100 to 100, 150 students they have to be responsible for. So as an elementary teacher, you know, you get to know your parents a little bit more hands-on, and we push the babies on the middle school to junior high school, where there's three times it's like a three-to-one ratio for teachers There's three times more students. They can't keep up with 150 students. They cannot call 150 parents. They cannot send 150 notes home to, you know, to, to all those parents and make sure all the homework is written down, make sure the phone calls are answered, that kind of thing. So what I tell parents at the middle school level to do is to reach out to the teacher via email. Most teachers are required, and it depends on the area, are required to respond to their emails. Email, drop a note. Now, whether or not the note gets there, you know, when they get to middle school, nothing comes home and nothing goes there. So that's a whole other conversation. But reach out to the teacher at least four times a year, every quarter, at the beginning of the quarter. Just check on how your child is doing. Schedule a parent-teacher conference. If you cannot come in, ask them if they can do a phone conference, you know, when it's convenient for you. A lot of teachers work to the rule. You know, they, they're there a certain amount of hours. They're already burnt out. They have a lot of students. So it's hard for them to say you're not going to stay extra two hours because they have, you know, a lot are in school themselves or they have families to go home to. But reach out to them via email, via phone, via note, and say, how can we connect? How can I stay on top of what you need me to stay on top of? I know the um, county that I work for, we also have uh, a grade, an online grading system. It's an Internet-based system where parents can look at the students' grades. A lot of parents, I found, don't have Internet access. You know, they just don't. But that's another option. See if they have the online grading system where you can communicate with the teacher that way. A lot of teachers have their own blogs or have their own websites where they post all the homework. Reach out to the teacher first. I'm so-and-so's mom. Um, you know, I just want to check on them. I need to see how they're doing. Check on and you have, And if you have a child that you know needs a little bit more help, 
maybe four times a year is not the best. It may be every two weeks. So reach out via those means of communication. When we get to the high school level, now we're looking at even more students, more teachers, more transition with more students. So it's really imperative at the high school level. And because ninth grade is such a crucial year for students, it is very, very important that that ninth grade year parents stay on their baby. They have to because ninth grade is such a transitional year. And a lot of times as parents, and I'm a parent myself, you know, we think the older they get, the more independent they're supposed to get. Well, we're kind of, we haven't given them the necessary tools to be independent, but we're throwing them out there like, hey, you're supposed to get older, you're supposed to do this, but they're not prepared for that yet. So we still have to hold on, not as tight as elementary or middle school or junior high school, but in high school, parents still need to kind of, especially that ninth grade year, hold on, reach out to the teachers, make sure they're writing down the homework, make sure they're bringing information home, you know, make sure that stuff is happening so you can keep abreast of what's going on at the school setting. You don't necessarily have to step your foot in the building to let the teacher know that you're interested in participating. I hope that was helpful. I like that. I like that. So you still like a few parents, if you listen to now, be proactive. Um, and I know that, Sometimes it's tough on parents. Like you talked about this, you know, you got so many jobs, and a lot of times you might have more than one kid, and you got like mm-hmm. two or three jobs. So it's kind of hard, but I just feel like because we have so much going on, because there's so much violence, because there's so much mm-hmm. kids committing suicide, because there's so many issues, and I was telling parents this that we have social media. 20 years ago, there was no mm-hmm. social media, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram. Mm-hmm. So now kids are more open to a lot more things via the mm-hmm. internet that can influence them. So I tell parents, you got to make time because at the end of the day, you know, I think that it's important because a lot of times you do quote unquote stupid things so they could get mm-hmm. the attention that they'd be begging for. So you're listening mm-hmm. now. Uh, you got to be more proactive, even just an email, um, a phone yep. call, but you got to take the initial step. If you want to be, want your child to receive that education um, that you want, because parents have a voice too. Um, and so I think that Felicia, you knocked it right in the head that in other words, parents have to be a little bit more proactive, a little bit more concerned about this child education or to get the results they want. And um speaking about results and speaking, I know that you're a speaker too as well, right, Felicia? You speak yes, as I, well. Yes, I um mm-hmm, yeah, I do. Um I really do my speaking through my seminars and workshops. Um, but you know, I, like I said, I'm pretty much a speaker every day when I speak to this baby that I do <laughs> regularly. So, yes, <laughs> I, I speak as well, yes. <laughs> so what types of workshops or seminars that you do, if you don't mind me asking? So the um, the one I shared earlier, my Dreams to Reality workshop, I do that. And that's really, um, and it's funny talking about parental in- involvement because my workshop is specifically geared towards the, the youth. Not There's no parent piece, and it's funny because, you know, people keep saying you need to, put that parent piece in there because I'm so focused on the babies and making sure they get what they need to get that I'm kind of, you know, the parent piece, I'm I'm working on that because what I find um, is that, no offense to the parents, but a lot of times parents want to dictate what they want their babies to do, and that's not necessarily what's best for their children. And um, and I'm not saying it in, you know, in terms of direction or making sure they follow through, but, you know, if you baby's not that strong in science, you know, in math, and they may not necessarily go into a science and technology program and come out to be a doctor. You know, if they're not that strong in reading arts, you know, reading and language arts, and they're struggling with that, that 
you know, they may not be best suited to be a lawyer because there's a lot of reading and a lot of litigation and things like that that are involved. But, you know, we, we all want the best for our children, but we also need to hone into what they're interested in, not necessarily what we want them to be interested in, which a lot of times I find that parents do. And that's just, a, you know, that's just a parent thing. Like I said, I'm a parent myself, so that's just, you know, part of being a parent. And sometimes, you know, parents don't have any idea what, the, what their kids want to do, and that's where I come in to kind of help mm-hmm. with that. Um, with the um, speaking, it's more, you know, when people talk about motivation and inspiration, I'm an educational and informational speaker. I provide information that when you leave or education that when you leave, then you can go and implement something. You know, it's wonderful, you know, to leave somewhere and feel great. You know, I think motivational speakers are great. Inspirational speakers are great. But when I leave there, what can I do to actually put into practice what you talked about? You know, when we see, you know, people motivating you, yeah, yeah, you could be anything. I mean, that's true. But what, what tools are you giving them to help them reach that goal? So that's why I'm a little different in my approach. I do the educational, informational versus the rah-rah, cheerleader, feel-good kind of thing, you know. Um, <laughs> so that you know, that's the difference between what I do and what other speakers do. I like that. A positive message with an educational factor. I think yeah. that in order to... To me, what empowerment means, and I think people people don't understand what empowerment, the word empowerment, truly means. Mm-hmm. It truly mm-hmm. means to educate and break down mm-hmm. the uh, definition of the word that you can't be a power if you're not educated, right? Mm-hmm. Because knowledge is power. And so That's I appreciate right. you to clarify the difference because a lot of times, like you said, motivational speech are, Speakers, that's their job to get you motivated, to get you mm-hmm. high. That's their job. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> to give you reality, okay, yeah, you can, right. you can be anything you want to, but you gotta do X, Y, and Z to get there, right? right. And so right. I think need more speakers like that to put into reality. No, 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 it's not easy. You gotta go through this right. journey, through this path, right. so you can get where you need to be. And so I right. think, especially with the youth, I think that you need to hear that. Like they say, a real talk. They need somebody that's gonna talk real talk to them, so they can get yeah. in their head that you can be whatever you want to be, but. You have to make the sacrifice to get there. And um, I just love it. I just love that you're not only a speaker, but you're an author. Um, yes. We co-authored a book together. Was congratulations. Lost your job. But I know you, I think you got another book out too as well, right? Or it's coming out with one? Uh, just, yeah, um, I have um, another one that will that I'm participating in that will come out in March uh, from based on the Fabulous New You. And that's really geared well, actually, both, you know, we co-authored the book. We're in the same book, the Congratulations book, and both are geared towards adults. But my chapter was really about knowing my passion and purpose as a youth and being able to move that into adulthood. So, um, and really, you know, I'm thinking both of my chapters, the chapter that I'm writing for this, the other book, too, was kind of started from when I was a teenager to adulthood because, um, and especially with the entrepreneurship piece. And that's the other piece that I really want to push, Ebony, with our young people, because looking at if, if parents go and look at the employment rate for teens, it's mm. yeah, it's uh, less than 25% of teens will even get a, a summer job, not full-time, a summer job during their high school career. So, you know, I, I and I'm also in the, in the works working on two workbooks, one for high school and one for middle school youth in 21 days to your GPS system to navigate and who you are to help them work through not just, you know, working for somebody else, but also being an entrepreneur because that's what our co-author book was about, entrepreneurship. 
Um, and you, right. you know, speak in the book about your journey and, you know, what it takes to continue to, to strive and to keep doing doing your thing. But entrepreneurship is the way to go. And so, and, it's, and you know, we hate to toot our own horn, but congratulations, you just lost your job. It's a phenomenal read. It is a really good read. It is. You know, everyone, you know, everyone who contributed, there are 15 of us in the book, everyone's story was phenomenal, in my opinion. Don't, don't you agree? I loved it. Um, when I actually, and it was a fight and we finally got the final copy and I read it. I think everybody had a different story, had a different journey, mm-hmm. had a different perception of what mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is. And um, I'm glad we got on this topic because I think youth entrepreneurship, because, I, you know, I came from, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, a group of people where they don't understand entrepreneurship. I don't understand why you want to, you know, risk that when you can have a full-time job. And it's just, you know, uh, I guess, Something that you could depend on. It's dependent. But I feel like now we're going to an era of entrepreneurship. It's not going to be that many jobs as they are. And mm-hmm. so I think teaching the youth early, say, hey, you can work for yourself and make your own money, make your own thing, make things happen on your own. I think that mm-hmm. is a very quality that we need to instill. So with that book, I just feel like you can read that too because they can understand, you know, the trials and you know, tribulations and the different things, but also the tools that they need to pursue entrepreneurship. So I love it. Of course, not because we, we co-author it, but right. I love <laughs> but it's a good book. I mean, it's great. <laughs> right. It really is. It really is a good book. And even the tools, some of the tools that are in the book too, that people who are reading it can use, not just the, you know, the youth, but the adults help work them, yeah. you know, work them through the process. And I think everybody, if I can recall, pretty much everybody's story either started when they were teenagers or when they were young adults. So, you know, progressing to what's yeah. happening now. It wasn't just, you know, they woke up one morning and they're, they're an entrepreneur. You know, it went through the whole, you know, the whole process of, I think a few were like high school. When I was in high school, this happened and then this. And when I was in my 20s, this happened. So we all shared the process of how we got to where we are. And, you know, I even shared, too, in my chapter, how I've been an entrepreneur in spirit since I was a teenager, but I wasn't really an entrepreneur in action until I became an adult. You know, I mean, I've tried everything from, I was doing everything from babysitting to collecting aluminum cans to auction cars. You know, I've done everything, but there was nobody in my family that had that entrepreneurial spirit, so they couldn't feed that for me. So it took, you know, trial and error and trial and error and trial and error, but when when I talk to, you know, my, my students and I ask them about entrepreneurship or the ones who say they want to own their own job, their own business, the only thing they can tell me, well, I want to own my own business. Well, what do you want to do? You know, when you own a business, you have to do something. You can't just say I own a business. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we have to help them understand what they're interested in, what they're good at, what they're strong in, and help them build businesses around that. You know, babysitting is entrepreneurship. Lawn care is entrepreneurship. Yep. Helping seniors take their trash out and clean up around their house, that's entrepreneurship. You know, that's your landscaping business. That's your child care facility, all that. But they don't see that connection, and we need to get them now to see that connection. I love it. Um, yeah, you can have a business, but what type of business that you want? Like, people don't think that far. Even adults, uh-huh. oh, I want on my own business. Yeah. What type of business? Um, I don't. I haven't got that far yet. So it's funny, right? Like that. Like what? You want to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> you got right, that like, far, huh? right? And, right. <laughs> so yeah, I, so, yeah, I, I want to own my business. 
I want to be an entrepreneur. They know the word. I want to be an entrepreneur. What does that mean? I'm going to have a business. What you going to do? <laughs> They're like, uh. You know, I remember uh, last year I was talking to one of my yeah, one of my students, I call my frequent flyers, those are the ones, I, like I said, are always in my office. And we were chatting about, um, and a lot of, and I find that a lot of my young men, especially my black boys, they're really good, they're, they're kinesthetic learners, they're good with their hands. So I was asking them, I said, well, what do you do, like, in your spare time? Oh, I just repair bikes. Why don't you start a bike repair shop? I mean, you can do that. You can do that with people in the neighborhood. She was like, I just take things apart and I fix them. Did you ever think that could be your side hustle instead of trying to do something you have no business doing? And he was like, right. oh, I never thought about that. See, come on now, light bulb. <laughs> I just need you. Help me out. <laughs> help me, help me, help you. That's it. But they have to have those <laughs> things put in their head you know, in order to even think that way. They don't think like that at all. And that's funny. <laughs> light bulb, right? But, I mean, it, it sometimes it just takes people to bring out the best of somebody else or kind of help them see their own vision. It's crazy, right? Yep. Sometimes you need somebody yep. else to see the vision that God gave you. And so, yep. you know what, Felicia, I, I'm i just excited that you're, uh, you know, a guest on our show today because, you know, it's it's a topic I have to bring you back on. Well, actually, you will be, Felicia will be um, the first speaker of the Belief Affair series. Um, next week, so you have more information about that, so make sure you tune in to our social media networks and website. But I want to continue more about the education, more about, I guess, how to see your own vision. Because a lot of people, a lot of youth, a lot of adults, don't know how to see their own vision. You know, they, they got the concept, but they can't, it's not fully clear to them. And so I just think people okay. like you, Felicia, uh, really just snap them back in reality and make them see things so much clearer. But sometimes it takes that person to help you do that. And so with that said, uh, Felicia, if somebody wants to connect with you, um, a parent that wants you to help coach their youth or just wants you to come speak and do an information session webinar, how can they contact you? What's your information so they could check you out and, you know, connect with you? Okay, so first I want to say thank you tremendously for having me on, Ebony. I so enjoyed, I really enjoyed our conversation. And I hope that I've been a help to the parents and teens and adults that are listening. And um, if anybody, you know, if they want to reach out to you and they have any other questions that you want to shoot them to me, I can answer you back and you get back to them if you like. I can be reached. On, I'm on uh, all the social media sites. I'm on Facebook. They can reach me at Felicia Step Up Your Life Meadows. That's my Facebook uh, moniker. I get let tease about that a lot. That's a whole other conversation. I just need people to step up their lives, <laughs> step up your life, Meadows. Um, on Twitter, at at Felicia G Meadows. Um, Felicia's F E L I C I A. Felicia G Meadows. I can be reached. Uh, I'm sorry. My website. Let me give you my website. It's www. Felicia Meadows. So parents want to connect with me there. If you go to the bottom, there's a contact uh, information at the bottom. You can shoot me an email. I'll get back to you. I am now in the process the process of scheduling my in-person Dreams to Reality workshop. I'm in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So if there's anyone who's interested in scheduling, it's an hour-long workshop for youth. Anyone's interested in scheduling that workshop, I take about 20, no more than 25 young people because it's, it's very interactive. So between 20 and 25 young people, church groups, school groups, um, PTAs, they want to, you want to reach out to me via my website, 
you can contact me there, or you can email me directly. And my email is Felicia dot step up your life at gmail dot com. So my Facebook, Felicia Step Up Your Life Meadows, Twitter at Felicia G Meadows, my website www.feliciameadows.com or email me at felicia dot step up your life step up dot step up your life at gmail dot com. I think that should be enough. I don't want to inundate people because <laughs> that could be a lot of information. Like, huh, what? So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Feel free to reach out. Like, like, man, I'm trying to write it down. But guys, sure. um, definitely will be sharing uh, Felicia's uh, information right after the show. And so if you miss it, uh, well, make sure you go back after the show's end and listen again if you miss some information, right? Please support and share the link uh, so we can get more people to tune in to what Felicia's doing. I mean, she is just phenomenal, and she just really just generally have a heart for the youth and just want them to get their plan for their lives so they can be successful in the future. So definitely want to check her out at www.feliciameadows.com. Again, it's www.feliciameadows.com. Check her out. See what she's doing. You know, invite her to do a workshop. Let's support, you know, the people that wants to make a difference in the lives of others. And so, Felicia, I'm just so happy you took the time out to be on our show. Um, I'm excited for the information that the parents gave what received tonight from your knowledge. And um, I'm excited for you being a speaker for my event. So um, you guys will definitely be in for a treat. So once again, Felicia, I thank you so much. Thank you tremendously, Abby. I really enjoyed this hour. This has been phenomenal. Um, Like I said, I hope that, you know, the knowledge that I've been able to impart is beneficial to parents. I also forgot to share, too, um, in the the upcoming months, because I'm in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, the next couple of months I'm also going to be starting a virtual online class for young ninth grade girls, the My Dreams to Reality Workshop online. And that I'll give you that information, too, if you want to post. And I'll share a little bit more about that next week um, during the Your Belief um, show. Oh, definitely. So we could put that on the website and all that too for on you speak yep. out. So we definitely want to need that information. We definitely, because we girls need empowerment. They definitely empowerment. So we definitely want to yes. share that. Yes, yes. Definitely. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, oh, um, guys, oh. I just, I just thank you so much, Felicia. I thank you guys for the listeners, uh, for tuning in. Make sure that you um check back next week. No, this Thursday. Actually, this Thursday, we have another guest for you guys. Uh, make sure that you follow us on our social media network. Uh, let's make sure that you stay too. Please support all our guests and everything that you do, th- that they do. I'm um, getting tongue twisted. Um, and all their endeavors. <laughs> and make sure that you <laughs> check out our website so you can check them out. <laughs> it's been a long day. So you can check them out. I understand. Out. I understand. Oh, long day. Uh, too many words. So, <laughs> uh, so make sure. You never know what happened on the Belief Radio. <laughs> See, can't even talk now. The Belief Corner Radio Show. So, once again, Felicia, thank you for being the guest. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Until next time, this is your host, Ebony Archer. You just tuned into another re- episode of the Belief Corner Radio Show. Until next time, be blessed.